Welcome to the Nourishing Africa podcast. Today we are joined by Zubi Imodi, founder and CEO of Monospace Digital, a full-stack digital marketing and technology company with headquarters in Lagos, Nigeria, providing data-driven services for the African market. Welcome, Zubi. Thank you, Ifi, for having me. So starting off, given your many years of experience in this space, why do you feel that you needed to start Monospace Digital? Okay, thank you for the question. So having worked with a lot of top companies uh, in the past, either through an agency capacity or even working within the company, I figured out that the acquiring customers, lead generation, is harder and harder as time went on. So I think that's more of the case in the Western world. But here in Nigeria, I think we've started to catch wind of the necessity to brand and market yourself uh, properly. The pace at which the industry was evolving was, I guess, fast outpacing a lot of the digital agencies I found around. And also, I guess, a lot of these companies, being that they were focusing a lot on their marketing, were starting to realize that their needs were facing what a lot of the agencies were able to provide. Based on this, and also the quality that I've come to know and understand and realize is needed to help push a lot of this a lot of these brands out. I decided to essentially create a company that had that as a top number one priority. So that is understanding, taking time to understand brands and taking time to implement projects and, and essentially initiatives that will help push the objectives forward. Working with bigger agencies, it's a lot hard to pay the requisites, you know, attention, especially to the smaller brands, right? And obviously the amount of returns you're getting from a lot of these brands may not be what a lot of these bigger agencies are able to, are happy to receive, you know, even though, you know, it may be helping the bottom line of the company, it's not necessarily helping at the speed at which they need it. I'll give you a case in point. For instance, Ringer being a massive company, they're a Swiss company. They make billions of dollars outside of Nigeria. So coming into Africa, for instance, the amount of profits they need to be able to make to sustain operations here was quite a lot. So in order to have a win-win situation with brands, they'd need to charge a lot, you know, to basically force brands to do a lot of things in order to, you know, for it to make sense for the business. However, smaller companies are able to spend a lot more time to align with the company's best interests, objectives, you know, and then they see customers' growth as their own growth. So essentially what I wanted to do was to create a company that could grow with the customers, pay attention to focusing 100% on quality because we understand the importance of quality. You know, we, we plan to play in, on the world stage to compete with a lot of these world-class brands. So we'd want to have a portfolio that would make us proud and allow us to stand in the same line as a lot of these international agencies. So, yeah, so in a nutshell, that's pretty much the reason why I decided to, to, to leave agency work and essentially start our own thing where we could give and pay 100% attention to our quality and to our, our clients. That's great. And when we think about agri- zoning and into agripreneurs in particular, Agripreneurs in the agriculture and food space often don't see the need for branding and storytelling because oftentimes they see it as, well, if the product speaks for itself, why do I need to spend money on on branding? Can you debunk this and shed more light on why storytelling is important in all sectors and in agriculture and food in particular? Okay. So, yeah. So the market is a lot more competitive now, like I mentioned earlier. So storytelling in this context essentially is a tool that's used to make sure that your brand resonates 
with your target consumer, with your target audience, right? So it's not enough to just say my product is amazing, buy it. You know, you should, you should explain a lot of like your reason for even going into creating this product. What issues are you addressing? How has it been addressed? You know, and then let it speak to the core of your business as well. So that customers are able to know that this is, that this is an authentic creation from your brand, right? So this is something that also speaks directly to them. You know, so even though the product does speak for itself, you need to get it into the hands of the, of the customer. And this is where the storytelling comes in. So the product speaks for itself, but you do need to get the product into the hands of the customers for it to be able to speak, right? And that's the importance of storytelling. Okay, great. And in terms of confusing storytelling with the idea that it needs to be deeply emotional and it needs to target the hard street, hard strings of your consumer, is this the case? Are there other ways of, of telling a compelling business story that would still uh, capture your audience or your target market without being emotional or sentimental? So storytelling used as a tool, in most stories, you're going to have a status quo, a conflict, and a resolution, right? So a status quo being terrain that people are used to operating in, the conflict being the troubles that have come to disrupt whatever happy situation was going on and the resolution in this case being your products helping to resolve whatever problems have been the case right a lot of the times the the stories that resonate the most with consumers as you can remember maybe the ads that you remember like the adverts you watched on tv in your mind from the days you were a child up until now are the ones that evoked some kind of emotion whether it was sadness whether it was uh, happiness where there was some sort of feeling of triumph over something bad, right? That's something that tends to meet with the audience. So if you are able to infuse some form of that element into your story, then that's all the better. However, you know, it's, it's an important part of making your story to resonate with your target audience, right? Because like I mentioned, stories that stayed with you from that you remember for the longest times are the ones that kind of, like you mentioned earlier, kind of tugged a bit at your heartstrings maybe not necessarily made you cry, but made you happy or made you angry at first and then relieved, you know, or, or certain feelings. So those are the emotions that help make that uh, memory of your brand stick, you know, and be more potent in the minds of your target audience, you know. So even though it's not completely necessary to have a story that makes uh, people cry or extremely emotional, it is a very, very good tool to make sure that your brand is, is memorable and remains top of mind with certain people. Great. And then social media has changed the way we engage nowadays. How can entrepreneurs in the agri-food sector leverage on this? Okay. So for instance, I think one of the main ways in which it has changed is that the customer now has a lot more control, right? So there was a point in time where the only place you could sell your items was at a store and then it became online but now it's on social media, right? Yeah. So what that now means is that there's, so it gives certain issues and certain benefits. The issues are where, as a big company, you have refused to maybe understand that there's new tools in the market and new ways that um, consumers are interacting with your brand and you're still sticking to the old ways of doing things, right? Maybe people are now more able due to technology to buy things on their phones. So the security is a lot better now. So people are, 
I've seen a lot more pay tag adverts on billboards. So now the awareness of online payments is now in people's heads. So now you can reduce your costs by just putting your item on your website free of charge, maybe using a Wix website or maybe using like a pay stack product page. You're able to do these, these things. You're able to create a short video, place it on social media at the right particular point in time, maybe at 1.30 when people are hungry. And then they think about your food and then they call your number and place an order. And that's profits, right? So even though for the people that are not as flexible as is needed in this current marketing climate, the people that do prosper are the ones that leverage on this new evolved landscape of, of a customer's uh, purchase path, right? So what that now means is that I need to figure out and understand more than ever your audience, understand where they spend their time online. Once that's done, you need to tailor your marketing plan to fit strategically across the purchase path that your audience is taking. So for instance, if let's say you realize from your maybe Google Analytics on your website page that a lot of your customers come to your website from your Instagram page, that means that you need to start creating a lot more content for Instagram, right? So a lot more pictures, a lot more videos, shorter captions, stuff maybe tailored to the younger audience because if a lot of your purchases are coming from people coming from Instagram, it tends to mean that maybe your target audience is younger. You know, tailor your marketing towards younger audience. Figure out, is it male or female? Lots of people don't pay any attention to the uh, genders of their, of their prospects or their clients, but that could also help, um, help you increase, even if it's by 10% revenues, by just maybe tailoring the branding of the images, maybe more pictures, more warmer tones in the colors that you're using, your color palettes, you know, change the language or the messaging of your captions to not necessarily be focused on, on the CEOs and the, you know, big grammars, you know, so talk, you know, in, in very colloquial terms, very, um, the, uh, the way that you would talk to your friend if you met them maybe in a coffee shop, you know, so that kind of language would resonate a lot more, right? So there's a lot of benefits. It definitely levels the playing field. So this new path that we are, which means that you do need to follow the path of your audience, but you do need to provide value along that path. The older people that have been doing it for ages, they would tend to stick to what they're used to. Even when they do hire people that are in a marketing position, they may not know how to, how to coach them or train them or even manage them within that particular job role. But you as maybe someone that's starting within this food space as an entrepreneur, just spending a bit of time researching your audience, researching into the different channels that you have on social media and online marketing, or possibly even just partnering with a smaller or bigger agency, depending on what your goals and aspirations are in the short and long term. That would put you in very, very good stead to actually win and compete in this uh, current market. Okay. And to round things up, the last question I have for you is, what advice would you give to an entrepreneur in the agri-food space in terms of branding and, and telling their story? What would be the first thing they need to do and what is the most important aspect to remember when engaging in this topic? Okay, so one of the most important things, especially one that always, that always gets overlooked by a lot of companies, most especially because they're in a haste to grow and to scale and do all these amazing things, they tend to spend very little time in actually branding 
their products, I'm branding their business. So when I say that, I don't just mean colors and logos, obviously that's important, but spending time really understanding what your differentiators are as a product, right? There's a million of almost everything now. There's a lot of agribusinesses, there's a lot of marketing agencies, there's a lot of FMCGs, you know, there's a lot of everything now, a lot of restaurants, there's a lot of everything now. So to a customer, you need to understand how this sounds, you know. So there's a whole bunch of stuff being shoved down their throats every day, every time they open their phone, open the laptop, walk out of the houses, right? So you need to understand, first of all, that that's a format that you're playing in. So spending money does not necessarily need to be, isn't necessary in order to make a huge impact in this particular landscape. So the first thing I would suggest is obviously brand your understand your brand understand your products so from that and using that as a basis you're then able to understand how to approach your audience you then know what kind of audience to approach so if maybe your strength is in the is in maybe the quality of your products even though maybe it's at, at an expensive price point you would then understand okay this is my product so that already narrows your audience you now know the only people that are able to afford your product per se maybe uh, people that are also interested in luxury brands. So you have a 5,000 hour smoothie, right? So that means you need to understand how Moet brands themselves because you're now talking to the same audience. You know, so you're talking to the same people that will be spending large amounts of money that have a huge disposable income, right? They tend to be in a particular place. They tend to maybe read a certain publication. They maybe spend more time on LinkedIn than on Instagram, you know? So that now helps you now understand your messaging and how to create messages for your own platforms, i.e. your website and social media, right? So the tools you then use to populate these, these places, you can also get free of charge. So we had an event where we spoke with, Can with, um, with Canva, right? So Canva has an amazing online tool that allows anybody to create the most beautiful graphics ever, right? So you can create an account on Canva, create some nice graphics, put up on your social media for free. You can go to Wix.com, create an amazing website and upload for free as well. Um, you can install Google Analytics on your Wix page to help you understand the people that land on your page, right? Because obviously people have gone to your social media, clicked on the link in your bio and gone to your website. What does that show? That shows at least there's some level of interest, right? So try as much as possible to understand those people that are interested in your products, right? Know what class of the demographic they're in so that you can tailor your communication to them. And one thing I also mentioned, content, 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 right? So thought leadership through article writing, right? So it could be if you're in the agribusiness and you're creating, you're creating stuff to improve on the lives and the health of people, so create a section on your blog that's dedicated towards healthy living. You know, talk about different types of fruits. Talk about the health benefits of avocado or, or maybe some of the prime ingredients that are in your food, right? So, so keep on consistently writing about that. So that drives traffic to your website from the people that are searching for ways to improve their health. They'll find out about your brand and they're a lot more loyal to your brand, you know, because they understand you. If you employ storytelling in your communication, they would read about you, understand you as a brand, understand the reason why you're producing these products and know that you're in there for the long run because you're not just there to make money. And then they affiliate with your brand and they become your advocates.
right? So that's advocacy is also what helps you in terms of marketing by free promotion. People will take pictures of your stuff, post it on Instagram, and everybody asks them, where did you get your amazing looking lunch from? And then, and then they would answer. And there you go, you have additional customers and people that are now advocates of your brand. So contrary to a lot of popular opinion, you do not need to spend a lot of money. However, you need to spend a lot of time, however, understanding your brand and creating value for your prospects. So understand your brand. And at the end of the day, it's not all about spending money, but spending it wisely and spending a lot of time knowing what you're doing. Exactly. Perfect. Thank you very much, Zubi, for joining us today. This was insightful um, and engaging, and we learned a lot through it. Thank you very much, Ify. I'm a pleasure to be on your podcast. This is the Nourishing Africa podcast. See you next time.